you're listening to Birds, Bees, and Teas, a sexuality education and storytelling podcast hosted by yours truly, Miss Nia Angie Africana Sutton. Hey teasers, thanks for tuning in to another episode of your favorite sexuality education and storytelling podcast, Birds, Bees, and Teas. Hosted by yours truly, Miss Nia Angie Africana. So guess what, y'all? It's story time. I told y'all we were celebrating Pride all month long. And so for this episode, I want to introduce to you all a story by my dear friend, Amandre, about how he, in italics, came out. Born and raised in Roanoke, Virginia, Amandre departed from his hometown and soared on to attend the great North Carolina Central University in Durham, North Carolina, where he completed his Bachelor's of Science degree in public health education. Y'all know I have brought other guests on from the department and you all will have will have more guests from the department because it is illustrious in the products, the products, the products, okay? <laughs> I'm going to stand for my HBCU, okay, at all times, at all times. He's an advocate, a crusader, and a caregiver for those living with sickle cell anemia disease for the last 10 years. Amandre is a third quarter doctor of chiropractic student at Life University in Marietta, Georgia, and is working through a master's level certificate program in the sports and recreational sciences. With this arsenal, he plans to use chiropractic and sport art science and philosophy to pioneer new perspectives on eradicating vaso-occlusive pain, aka pain crisis, from the bodies of those living with sickle cell disease and even those who are not. I told y'all, great things coming from NCCU. Yes. So there are many other amazing things that I can tell you all about Amandre, but I am just going to share his story with you all so that y'all can hear the awesomeness for yourselves. I hope that you all enjoy. Happy to see you and talk to you and hear your voice. Oh, right? Nia. I realized how much I missed you. Like, and I was reflecting back on um, just how important of a role you played in my life when I lived in Atlanta. Oh, me. Uh, <laughs> you helped me to, um, you know, put together the pieces that my boyfriend was cheating me. <laughs> you know, I was there for you. You was there. You was there. So. <laughs> I really, um, I really do miss you. How have you been? You know, just trying to live this life. I'm still here in Atlanta, you know. I mean, not much has changed except for like my stature, you know what I mean? But beyond that, you know, things are sort of constant, um, which is which is good. I mean, it can be good. I, I just started school in July of last year. That's wonderful. Yeah, so, wonderful. you know, really you know, well, I'm proud of you. I, I mean, this is awesome. I mean, I always knew that you were going to do great things. I mean, that was obvious, but this is great. Like, I, I love the podcast, Nia. I love Thank it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the podcast, for coming on. Of what of course. I'm, I'm really excited to hear your story. And we're going to just go ahead and jump right in because I'm just feeling the energy right now. I told you we're very 
casual and fun. The teasers okay. love, you know, for us to keep it real cute. I hear that. Okay. So, <laughs> so thank you for um, coming on for this episode. Um, this month, we are celebrating so many things, um, including pride, especially pride. Um, and so I thought it was really important to, um, you know, just have voices from amazing people yeah. um, other than myself. Because <laughs> um, it's really, I've been doing a lot of talking this podcast um, this season, and um, I definitely want to uplift the voices of the community. So, um, yes, Amadre is here with us, y'all, and um, he is going to tell us about his story, which is entitled How mm-hmm. I Came Out in Italics. Okay. <laughs> came out is in the salad and yes, I love sir. it. All right. Um, so I will just start by saying that I probably like a lot of people that I know um, grew up in a family that was super Baptist, you know, super Christian. Um, they didn't really believe anything out of ordinary tradition. Um, and Growing up in a small town in Virginia, um, you know, being gay or rather being different really wasn't, um, it wasn't the steez. It just wasn't the status quo. It wasn't, it wasn't what people did in Roanoke, Virginia. They didn't stand out. You know what I mean? They didn't, um, they didn't desire to stand out. And you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like there are a lot of products that came from Roanoke, but they just didn't have the desire to stand out. And I think that, you know, I'm thankful for where I was born, but I think I was born in the wrong place. I always, I've always said that because I was born to stand out um, and I was born to go against the grain and I was born to, you know, pioneer change and, and, and just open people's eyes to new things that they don't know are even out here existing. Um, And I think that growing up in that type of environment, it wasn't, in hindsight, I think it was toxic, but um, you know, I I really sit back and I think about it and I'm like, I needed that type of conditioning because if I didn't have a family like I did, then my story wouldn't matter. You know what I mean? Like what I actually had to go through to come out, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't hold weight. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm thankful for my upbringing and I'm thankful for that little traditional family, um, you know, that I grew up in. And so again, you know, very Baptist, very Christian. I decided to, um, you know, I dated and I had a lot of sex, um, you know, in, in, in secret. You know what I'm saying? I was a I was a preacher's nephew. Um, I sang on the, the worship team. I sang in, in every choir. Um, I at, at that point I was like my the only grandson. You know what I'm saying? Um, everybody else were, were girls, so I was King Dre. You know, to the family and to my little cousins um, and to my my great aunts and uncles and things like that because my grandmother the, the the dynamic of my family is like my mom my mom had me when she was 16 years old okay so you know obviously that just comes with just a lot in itself um and so she she's sort of like my big sister right 
you know what I mean? She's sort of like my big sister and my, her sister is like my, my also my big sister, my, and her mom and her dad are like my mom and dad. And so living under that tutelage was hard, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so again, I, I always wanted to stand out, but I, I just knew that I couldn't stand out too much because my secret would be revealed. And at that point, I would lose all of all of my credibility. I would lose my position on the worship team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I would I would lose um, my position just in in church because that that's that's where I was the, the bulk of my life in my my childhood life. I was in church, and I just knew that you know if I did if I if I came out now, like before I was able to go off to college, before I was able to go off and 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 do higher ed. You know what I'm saying? If I do that now, my life is over. My life is over. And so I waited. I waited. I dealt with it. I dealt with it. I hid in closets. You know what I'm saying? I hid in closets and I waited um, until the time was seemingly right. Now, my coming out story in it in italics is because <laughs> the reason why it's in italics is because it, it's, it's honestly not even mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't even my prerogative to come out. Okay. You know, Nia, you 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 know you know this 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 guy. You know this guy. We 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 drove to homecoming together, mm-hmm. and so, um, I I moved here. You graduated from North Carolina Central University. Um, okay, 2015. <laughs> with my cohort sister, um, <laughs> and we came straight down here to Atlanta, and um, I met someone and. It was unlike I, it was unlike something anything I've ever known in my life. Honestly, I mean, it was everything that I wanted. It was everything that I wanted. You know what I'm saying? My dad was deported when I was 15 years old. So, you know, I, I feel like a lot of gay men are like, "Oh, I'm longing for my dad. I'm longing for my dad." And I was like, "Man, that's that's really not the case for me." But when I met him, those things came full circle because I'm like, he reminds me so much of my dad, and like who he was and who he was in my life. He, although I haven't, you know, spoken to him in, in countless amount of years, but he reminds me so much of my dad. And I need this man in my life because I'm I'm broken without this component, this this father component. Like I'm I'm broken without it. And so it was a lot. You know, we were homeless. You know, we, we had to sleep in our my my car because he didn't have a car. You know what I'm saying? We we had to siphon funds from people and, and ultimately had to pay it back. It's, it's just not a good life to live on credit. And, and it, that, that's what it felt like. It felt like we were living on credit every single day of my life. I felt like I was living on credit. And I was with him for three and a half years, I believe. Every single day, I, was, I, I felt like I was living on credit. Mm. So I just, I just felt like, you know spiritually in my in my in my inner in my spirit man this doesn't feel right like beyond the fact that i'm gay beyond all of that this with this situation with this man doesn't feel right and i should have just listened to myself but i didn't i didn't we we never do you know what i'm saying and so (laughs) so it was homecoming 2016 at morehouse Went to, we went to homecoming. He saw his ex. It was an entire situation to where he kicked in my my windshield 
And I had just got this car for graduation. Like I had just got my car. Kicked in my windshield. Windshield was just shattered. Like it was, I was just, and I'm like 24, 23, 24 at this time. So, you know, it it was debilitating to just be in that situation because I knew I couldn't call home. I couldn't call home and hey, this is what's going on with me. A, because they didn't know anything about my lifestyle. And B, because it was embarrassing. Like, are you serious? Like, how could you do this to me? I, I mean, it, this is, it's my vehicle that gets you from A to B to C to D to E. You know what I'm saying? Yet you decided to do this. And so even in, even in that situation, I said, I'm leaving. Like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. But something told me to stay. Something told me to stay. So I stayed and we were together for, you know, I guess that time on, on, um, and then August the 2nd, 2018, that was the date. Um, I, we, we joked about it, right? We were, we were going to a birthday celebration. We were joking about it. And he was like, you know, I'm about to, I'm about to put you on Facebook. You know, I'm about to just put you on Facebook and say that we're in a relationship. Now, generally you would have to either confirm or deny this request from someone, right? Like on Facebook, you you get a you you get a message or notification, and you got to say yes, I'm with this person, or no, I'm with this person, right? So I'm I'm like, man, whatever, you're not gonna do that. I'm, we're not even ready for that. We're not ready for that type of that type of outpour of whatever. We're not ready for that. And so so we're jokingly, you know, talking through it. And I did I definitely didn't want to do it on Facebook because that's where all my family were. Like that's that's where I that's where I'm connected to my family, Instagram and all those things. Like, no, but Facebook is definitely where I'm connected to my family. And so, he did it. He did it, man. He put it up on Facebook, and it was not <laughs> it was not what I expected at all. It was not what I expected at all. In fact, I got so much love, Nia. I got so much love from people that I I didn't even think remembered my name you know what I mean like I got so much love from people and you know to this day I'm thankful for that that our, that that situation everything that led up to to me being forced out to some degree I'm thankful for that because I would still be in the closet somewhere if not so my parents oh god Oh God, I think I think my story is unique because my parents, I felt like they loved, they started to love me more. Mm. They started to love me more. I didn't have your traditional like ostracization, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't want to talk to you. They called me, they texted me, they FaceTimed me. It was just like, it was, it was more. And 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 at first my mom was like, you need to take that down off of Facebook. Like, you need to take it down. And I remember in my young age, like, mom, but do you pay a bill of mine? Like, do you pay a bill? Because if you paid this bill, then sh then maybe I we can negotiate. But she, you know what I'm saying? You didn't pay no bills. You didn't pay a goddamn thing. I was doing everything here in Georgia by myself. And so I told her no. You know what I'm saying? I told her no. No, I'm not taking it down. Like, th this has nothing to do with you. But it did. You know, because what we do as 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 children affect our parents. And I didn't I didn't I didn't take that into account until maybe this time last year. You know what I'm saying? Even years after coming out.
because my family was still broken. They were still broken from the forcefulness behind me coming out. They were still broken because I didn't come to them. You know what I'm saying? It came to them. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't me. It was, it was the, the information. And I think that is what, what broke them down the most. But I also think that that is what, what made them want to be more involved in my life. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, because they're like, well, damn, we missing out on a lot of shit. If 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 this is happening on Facebook, what's happening at home? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What's happening in 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 at, in his car that that this man then then damn near totaled? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What what is what is happening? And um, yeah, it 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 just it just hasn't been the same since. Um. So now my little brother, my little brother is about to graduate from high school tomorrow, actually. And he's also gay. You know, and I'm tell you, I'm gonna tell you honestly, in my in my heart to hearts, like I felt so bad. I felt horrible because I felt like I sort of imparted this lifestyle on my little brother. Like I know what this lifestyle comes with. I know the load that I had to carry each and every day of my life, like intrinsically and extrinsically. I, I these, It's a load that I have to carry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, damn it. Like, how how did I do that to my brother unintentionally? How did I do that to him? And and now he has to come up in the same sort of customs that I that I had to. And but I, I, w- I was talking to a couple of friends and they're like, no. Like you, you are a trailblazer. You know what I'm saying? You made it possible for your brother to come out and be who be who he is because you were who you were initially. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I guess I'm gonna just circle back to to what I said in um in the first piece of the of our conversation that products come out of Roanoke, Virginia. Okay, you may it may not be big on the map. But products come out of Roanoke, Virginia. You know what I'm saying? And I was authentic even when I didn't know it. You know, I was, I was, I was opening doors for people even when I didn't when I didn't even know I had the capability to do that. Mm-hmm. So I celebrate pride not because of, oh, now, now gay marriage is legalized. Oh, now we now guys can hold hands, you know, in public and not necessarily be chastised. Not because of that. I have pride because I've been able to to pave pathways for people, you know, after after I was forcefully <laughs> brought out, I had so many messages from on Facebook from people that you would have never thought, you know, were having a similar struggle. You know what I'm saying? And it gave them it gave them an access card. To sort of do the same thing that I did, and mm-hmm. in that in that instance, I didn't even care about me. I didn't care about the situation with my with 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 him. I didn't care about the situation with my family. I was like, you know what? This is this is, is this a purpose of mine? Like, it, it, God, is this why this happened the way it did? Because I needed to to be used as a vessel to open up, you know, opportunities and and avenues for other people. Mm-hmm. And so. Again, I you know I, I celebrate pride because I did that for people, and I, I hope to to do that every day. I'm not your, I'm not your regular gay, 
you know, and then and, and I'm not your regular gay, Nia. Come on, I'm not your regular. Gay. <laughs> can, you, yeah. um, can you tell us what a regular gay is? <laughs> I, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I mean, I, you know, I don't. I, <laughs> this is this is a glossary for the teachers. You know, excuse me, podcast listeners, but this is a general statement, and please do not throw daggers at me. But I just, you know, I, I coming to Atlanta, it, it opened my eyes to what gay was. This isn't no longer homosexuality. Like this is gay. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I just felt. I just don't see a lot of civilized gay black men. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't hang. I, when I when I got down here, I was hanging out, having fun, hanging out. I don't see that. I, I, what I saw is not what I want to be involved in. And so I, I, I pride myself on being a different sector of gay, okay. being being in a different and be a different facet of gay. You know what I'm saying? I, I have pride, but I don't have to wear a lapel pin. I don't have to. I don't have to do that. That that's just not that's just not who what I'm going to do. If you ask me. Of course. I mean, and I dress. I dress up. You, you're not gonna see too many men dressing like, like, like. <laughs> this. You're gonna assume that I'm gay anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'm just. I, I'm not gonna put on a pump. You won't see no, no, nothing on my nails. And um, but my brother, <laughs> my brother though, <laughs> he on the way to to being that very, you know, that regular gay. Um. But but I say you know what it's on you, bro. You, this is this is your life to live because I had my life to live. You know what I'm saying? I, and I had my opportunity, had my whole phases, my whole my whole activities. Um, you know what I'm saying? I had those things. And now that I am grown up, I don't say I'm grown. I'm grown up. I don't want that no more, Nia. You know? I felt like I honestly feel like. I did it too, too, too much, too soon. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I remember, I remember loving donuts like when I was a kid, loving donuts, eating them every single day, donuts, donuts, all kinds, glaze, fill, all kinds. Now they make me gag. They make me want to vomit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't eat donuts no more. Yeah, and that's donuts in your life, so. Yeah. <laughs> I put the donuts out. Okay, donuts are are, are out of here, and I I just feel like I, I sort of feel the same way, you know, with with being in a relationship with a man or like having some sort of I don't know prospective plan to have kids and nah 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 nah, nah because I feel like you know I guess another definition of pride for me is having pride in yourself like it's too many black gay men out here that need other black gay men they need them they need them to to succeed they need them to survive they need them to eat they need them to, to sleep and i just I'm, I'm thankful because that's just not me i don't i don't desire to be with nobody you know what i'm saying i don't desire to be laid up cuddled up with anyone it's just it's just now it's me and life you know what I'm saying? And my dog. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that, yeah. Thank you. I love it. I love it so much. I want to hear more about um, like what a romantic life looks like for you now. Um, you know, considering that you are less interested in 
or you know your romantic interest has changed right like, right, right, right evolved that's the word well, i was looking for still, yeah. i'm still horny as fuck you know that <laughs> i feel like that's a given like i'm still horny mm-hmm. but there's just a there's a level of um I guess a level of like synergy that I need with someone um, in order to to even let them into my my bedroom. You know what I'm saying? I have to have a, a foundational friendship with you um, because dating is out of the question. You know, um, I'm, I did meet someone in 2019, like the 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 end. Wait, maybe maybe the end, the end of 2020. The beginning of 2020 okay and as when he came in my life i told him hey look i'm not i don't want to do this dating thing i don't want a boyfriend i don't want none of that you know but it sort of evolved from a friendship to sort of like a life partner you know what i'm saying like he's not my boyfriend you know what i'm saying i'm not i'm, I'm not his boyfriend but we have we have a level of mutual respect for one another you know what i'm saying and and i i love him to death you know but he he i well i hope that he um understands and accepts you know why i've decided to live this life of solitude you know um and you still have a friend you know that i guess that's what my romantic life looks like have a friend I'm, I'm i'm gonna have a friend that i can just talk to we can sit on the phone for hours talk about everything and we can sit on the phone for hours and just breathe you know what i'm saying and just just to just to have someone in that in my presence that's cool but in terms of getting a ring and and i've been i've been proposed to three times in my entire life three times in my entire life and two times I said no. And one time I said, we'll see. And we damn sure ain't seeing because <laughs> my, my finger just bare. I didn't feel like y'all would see. <laughs> no. Hell no. You knew that in the car. Okay. So nah. So I, yeah, I think, I think that's what it is. Uh, you know, I'm just, I just want to be happy because I'm happiest when I'm by myself. Okay. I'm happiest when I'm by myself. I think I feel, I think I feel more weird when I'm in public. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy when I'm by myself. I'm happier when I don't have to, I don't know, build myself up for someone or be there for someone or make sure that that, that person had a good day at work or make sure that that person is, has fed or I, I, I don't have to do that. But I choose to do that with my, with my friend. Because we have a, again a, a mutual respect as a, just a, a a a foundational friendship that has to be established before anything. But this this friendship that I have with with this person is true. It's true. You know what I'm saying. And so I don't want for nothing. I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you, Mia. <laughs> you. So um. Considering that you grew up like very spiritual and religious and in the church, did your relationship or your spirituality change at all um, as you evolved with your sexuality? Well, I mean, naturally, I think it got a little stronger, you know, because when I couldn't turn to my family, when I couldn't turn to my grandmother to ask her stuff about God, because she she's she's the Bible thumper, you know what I'm saying? So she knows 
she you knows um you know front and back but i couldn't turn to her anymore because i felt like in my spirit it's kind of awkward mm -hmm. like i would say that i'm not even supposed to be like breathing for real for real so i i don't feel comfortable coming to you mm -hmm. about god you know i don't feel comfortable comfortable about coming to god i mean coming to coming to you about god anymore so um I was in a relationship with one guy and I think that God does think, obviously God does things for a reason. He puts people in your, in your life for a reason. And he put this guy in my life for a reason because he knew that my, our, my spiritual relationship with God was faltering. It, it was, it was just, it was just falling, falling to pieces because I didn't know who I was anymore. And, I, and I've always had identity in Christ. And if I didn't have identity I, then in Christ, then I, then I was no one. Mm -hmm. So we dated for like a year. And Nia, I'm talking about Bible study every, every Monday. You know, we did um, just us two, you know, not a group, you know, just us two in the room. You know what I'm saying? And Bible study, we went to church together. We worshiped together. We sang together. It was, it was just... It was it was spiritually rich and I loved every everything about the spiritual side of the relationship. So but after we broke up, I was like, damn it. Now I don't even feel comfortable praying because I'm used to praying with him. Like, so, God, I can't do this without you helping me, like, clearly, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know you if I, if I don't know you if I don't know myself. And so I think it, I think it's strength. It, it had it. It was no other choice but for it to to strengthen uh, because I was by myself. And when I was by myself, I was in my word, you know what I'm saying? And then I was going to church by myself and, you know, um, I was just <sighs> trying to be an individual, but also be pleasing to God in God's sight. And that, and that was contradictory in itself. It's like, God, do you even love me for real? Like, do you even love me for real? Like, I'm I'm gay. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's a, that's a constant struggle that I have. And I hate talking to gay men who know they know the Bible. No, they know the Bible. No, because God said and he didn't say. And I'm like, OK, but what is your relationship like? Like, what's your your personal relationship like with God? Because that's all that's going to matter. That, that's what's going to matter at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm focused on. Yeah. That's what I and that's what I focused on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I would love to um, connect you with my pastor. Um, she is same gender loving and I've learned so much from her um, yeah. about how the Bible is written yeah. uh, and how that has, you know, the impact that that has um, on sexuality and how we view yeah. sexuality. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yes. Please do, please do. I would love that. I would love that Nia, seriously. Absolutely will. Um, this is so touching. I'm just so happy to have you on. So the last thing I'll ask you about um, that I'm interested in is like um, what your relationship is with your family now that um, almost three years has gone by. Um, and, you know, you mentioned your brother as well. So like how is the family dynamic playing out? And I ask this because one, because you shared it and I'm interested, but also because I know that that is a concern that many people have about coming out. Um, yeah. like 
what their long-term relationship is going to be like with their family, um, let alone like what that immediate impact will be. So um, can you share a little bit about that and like any encouragement? Yeah, definitely. Um, what I what I will say first is don't be like me. Um, don't be like me. And I'm not, I don't, I don't mean to say, say that in sort of like a disappointing light, but don't be like me because my relationship with my family has gotten to the point where, because I'm the oldest of three, right? I'm the oldest of three. Um, and I, you know, I was, I got in trouble a lot when I was a kid and, you know, I had a smart mouth and my parents used to hit me in my mouth for using multi-syllable words, but now they praise me for it. It's 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 a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um, but my relationship with my family has just it. They just just yesterday, my mom was like, "You have grown up so much. Like I can come and talk to you about anything, anything. Like you have grown up so much." She was just like, and it it kind of made me tear up honestly because I'm like, "Wow, in my you know my family they don't." They don't typically talk to me like this, you know. They don't. They don't say things like this to me. But she did, and that that made me feel good. But you know what? Why the reason why I said don't be like me is because I think the reason why my relationship is so good with my family is because I decided not to be out here, not to live or or delve in the lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going. They don't have to worry about me bringing somebody home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do that. So I think that I think that that makes it a little bit lighter for them. It makes it a little bit easier for them to to sort of sift through because they don't have to worry about me bringing somebody to a, 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 fam, a family celebration. They don't have to worry about that. I don't talk about no men. It's just like it's, it's almost like I'm. I'm not even interested when I'm when I'm around them. You know what I mean? But we we talk. My family and I talk, you know. I'm like, "Mom, he's gay." "Mom, he's gay." Like, you don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? And I think going back to the dynamic of my family, again, you know, my grandparents are like my my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. My mom is like my big sister, and then my my brother and my sister are like my niece and my nephew. You know what I'm saying? So I've always been the 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 uncle you know what I'm saying? I've always been the uncle. And so um, it, it, it's just it's just it's just better because I know who I am. It's better because I know who I am. And so if you know who you are, regardless of how you felt like you were made, how you felt like how you feel like you, sh- you should have been raised or how you feel like your parents should um, respond to to your news that you're coming out. Know who you are. Yeah. Know who you are first. Please know who you are first, and I mean, and that's twofold. You know, it, it's 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 a it's it's a big theory to 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 think through, knowing who you are. You know, finding identity quick is is it's not it's it's not a thing, but knowing who you are. You know what I'm saying? Being able to look yourself in the mirror, and accept the things that you don't like about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that, that's that's why we I hate going around my family. You skinny. Mom, like, get the hell out of here. You, you're huge. So it's like, of course, you're you going to think I'm skinny. Damn it. We look like a 10 standing beside each other. And I, it's, it's like, you know, it's like, mom, of course. You feel me? So know who you are because if, if that shit don't matter to you, 
girl. Okay, mom, thank you. I like your pants. They fit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you know your you know yourself, and 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 none of that shit matters anymore. But then also grow up. Please grow up. Grow up, y'all, man. We gotta stop fighting out here. We already have a a, um, a bullseye on, on the back of our head for being black, but now we're gay. So now we're ratchet. We 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 it, it stop. Grow up, y'all. We gotta grow up, man, because we're gonna keep losing lives. We're gonna keep losing lives. Keep losing lives. I, I just I just had a friend who passed away because they were fighting and, and he got stabbed multiple times. A group of gays. A group of gays. You know what I'm saying? And they mad because his nigga was talking to his nigga and that I'm like, bruh, y'all 30. Yeah, that is. <laughs> y'all 30 and up. You feel me? Mm. Mm. We we gotta grow up. We gotta grow up. We gotta grow up. And you know, I'm again. I'm blessed, and I'm thankful for the family dynamic that I have. You know, some people don't have it. Some people don't have that at all. You know, people were kicked out. Um, You know, I I I actually had a friend who was kicked out of his house, and he came to live with with us. You know, and when I was in high school, kicked out because he was overtly feminine and his parents were just not ha- having that at all and now he's you know he's strung out you know what i'm saying he's strung out you know even even with the i guess the assistance of my family because my family he was like my brother now he's strung out and and he was like maybe like four or five years older than me but he you know he didn't he didn't have that. He didn't have that acceptance. And then even when I was in high school, I didn't have it. So he couldn't have it. You know what I'm saying? They weren't going to accept him for that. We just knew his we knew his family and we didn't want to see him out on the street because that's where we knew he would ultimately end up. And he did. You know what I'm saying? So I'm blessed. I'm so thankful, you know, for the, for for that. And I'm, I, I pray each and every day. You know, especially this month, you know, for people who are really being reminiscent on, on their experience with their families. And I'm praying for y'all, you know, just just stay encouraged, man, because it's not over. This fight is not over, but you never get tired of doing the right things. Never get tired of doing the right things. Yeah. Well, thank you so it's much. Fun, yeah. Yes. Yes. For this a platform to just talk about stuff that I don't typically talk about. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not HIV positive. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm, I'm blessed to say that too, you know, living in Atlanta for six years, you know, people say, Oh, this is the Mecca of HIV. This is the hub of HIV black gay. Oh, you gonna, you gonna get something. And I praise God that I haven't, you know what I'm saying? I have not. Um, But I'm not, a, I'm not a big gay advocate. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you don't you don't see a lot of gay stuff on my page, you know what I'm saying? You don't see that at all. And it's not it's not that I'm ashamed, but it's just like, hey, we got enough people doing it. Y'all do it and I'm going to support you. Know that I'm here maybe stepping in silence, but I'm stepping behind you. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but and we've already talked about like just the the impact that you have just by being you. Yeah. Um, and Definitely just having your voice on this podcast is so important. Having your story shared, you know, the way that the way that you see things and 
you know, you share how like just a Facebook post brought so many people to your inbox, but like really hearing your story and sharing stories, that's so affirming for people like, and you know, not just gay men, like, you know, everybody is is all type of audience in this podcast and we never know what stories we're going to resonate with, like what piece or what nugget somebody is going to take away and really walk with that. So I'm just grateful. Well, I'm grateful. And I, I, I really appreciate you, Nia. You've always been doing great stuff. Um, and, 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 and this is just another, this is just another arm of public health. This is another arm of public health, man. Absolutely. Broadcasting health. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Just, you know. this is, yeah, I know. It's, you, it's know, a we, we, you know how we do. That's but, a um, <laughs> we, we have to, like, we have to have these conversations. Like, yeah. this is where people are learning. And this is, you know, this is how people are learning. And yeah. the learning has to continue. And so. Well, thank you, Nia. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. So wonderful to have you. All right, teasers, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I hope that you take something with you and continue this conversation in real life. If you're not doing so already, make sure that you subscribe, like, and favorite this podcast, which makes you an official teaser. Also, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Birds, Bees, Tease. If you'd like to donate to the podcast by way of Cash App, our cash tag is dollar sign Birds, Bees, Tease. We're so grateful for your continued support of the podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode.